Good morning. Welcome to Forest Heights Baptist Church. Yes, it looks a little different this morning. Uh, we have had to shut down because of a little COVID outbreak. Everyone seems to be okay. That's the good news. Uh, a lot of our leadership, though, we're not going to be able to be there, so we decided we will do this remotely. So good morning. We are glad you're here. If you're a guest with us, thank you for joining with us. I know God's going to bless you during this short time. Um, I'm going to do a, a Bible study in Psalm, Psalms 27, and we're going to have a little prayer. And I'm going to play, I thought I'd play a little trumpet thing, uh, well, really a flugelhorn thing, and see what we can uh, get the morning started off right. We know that God's got us, and God's going to watch over us. I know that God's in tr control, and we are so looking forward to this opportunity of serving together, and we pray that God will bless you during this time. No one ever cared for me like Jesus.
No, no one has ever cared for us like Jesus does. He's the only one who can take care of us in our times of need, whatever's going on in our life. Let's join and pray together. Father, we just come to you and just thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity you've given us to gather together. Seems a little different as we sit in our homes and watch on a screen. But Lord, we know that you are still here and that you are with us no matter what. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. We thank you for opportunities you give us to serve you. And Lord, we just ask you with those that are struggling right now, those with COVID, those that are sick, those that are going through difficult days, or whatever they're going through, we know you are with them and you are there for them. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. We praise you. We worship you. I thank you, Lord, for your presence in my life. I thank you for your presence here. And even though, Lord, we're not together, you are in our midst, and we give you praise and honor for that. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you for being here. Thank you for opportunities you give us. In Jesus' name, amen. So welcome. We are so excited. You're in my home office here, um, and I am trying to get this together, and we'll see how it works. I am not real technologically savvy, so it's going to be interesting to see how all of it goes together. My son's supposed to help me get this downloaded and worked out, and we're going to do that. Um, you know, we have bad weeks sometimes. It seems like we had a bad year. <laughs> 2021 was not good to us. It was just no fun. Um, it seemed like things were going to be in track and going on the right way, and it turns out they get worse. When one strain of COVID goes away, another one comes back, or two come back, or three, or they just combine. Or Now what is it? Uh, Flurona, combined flu with coronavirus. We don't have a clue. We don't. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to handle it. So many have had a bad week. We've got some folks in our church that are sick, going through difficult times. We have folks that have lost loved ones. I'm, I frankly am getting ready to go to a funeral down in Florida to my mom's best friend passed away. Um, she was 95, lived a great life, just a wonderful woman. But her family's sad. She's lost, they've lost a loved one, one that's been there rocking all. She's just an amazing lady. And um, I'm, I'm planning to go down to that funeral. I'm, Troy and I are going to take off in a little while. But, you know, things happen in our lives, and, and we don't always know how to deal with them. And we have bad weeks. Some of you may say, well, yeah, I've had a bad week. That's for sure. I've had this happen and this happen. Um, you know, kids get sick. The, we get sick. Um, uh, job struggles happen. You know, family struggles happen. All these things. You know, we just got through the holiday season. We've all, you know, tried to work our way through it. <laughs> but, you know, when these things happen, what do we do? Well, when our world seems to fall apart, the first thing we need to do is what? Turn to Scripture. There is Scripture passages for everything. It covered all. Matter of fact, sometimes I wonder if it didn't cover more than needs to. You know, there's some wild stuff. If you haven't read your Bible lately, you really need to. There's some exciting and interesting things and really will cover just about anything we're going through. They had plagues. They had diseases that went on. And when we have bad news, we need to go there. When things seem to be going wrong, we need to have some... The bad news comes, it gets more and more, and it just seems to grow. So where do we turn? Well, we I choose to turn to God and His grace. So we're going to look at Psalm 27 this morning. Psalm 27. As you know, we're the January Bible study this, this year is in Psalms. 27, I don't believe, is one of them. 
And I was supposed to do another, but to be honest, all my stuff is at the church on that. And that's where I would usually do my studying. And so um, I said, well, I'll pull out a different psalm because this seems to fit for what we're going through right now. It's Psalm 27, and I'm going to read it for us. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my, to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, that is what I seek, that I may dwell, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not object, reject me or forsake me, O God, my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes for false witness to rise up against me, breathing out violence. I will still, I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Are you afraid today? Many of us are. Many of us become afraid. Um, and and our, our fears change over the years when we're young. We're afraid of little things, spiders, monsters under the bed, in the closet. Um, we're afraid something's going to get us. Um, we're afraid we're going to be alone. We're afraid that things are not going to work out like we thought they would. We're afraid of our parents <laughs> and the wrath they'll bring down on us. We're afraid of teachers. <laughs> we're afraid of all kinds of things when we're young. As we get older, the fears shift, don't they? I know that when I became a parent, I was scared to death. How am I going to handle this? How am I going to take care of this small baby? How is that going to work? When I got married, how am I going to be responsible for a family and a wife and take care of her and, and look out for those things? All kinds of fears over the years, they've changed and they come and go. Um, we fear leaving a loved one. We're afraid when a loved one leaves us. We're afraid of what's in the unknown. You know, fears move around us all the time. But we've got to understand the first verse, it says... The Lord is the light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? If we've got the Lord in our lives, who do we have to be afraid of? Well, that's an easy word to say. It's a lot more difficult when you're trying to live it. 
The first verse says, whom shall I fear? David was a mighty warrior. He went to battle many times. He had people out um, out to kill him. They were trying to get rid of him. They were trying to get, get him. Um, I think some of us feel that way too. But, you know, we do. We have a lot of enemies, but they're not always out to really physically kill us. But we sometimes wonder if they're not trying to emotionally kill us or psychologically kill us or spiritually kill us. We have enemies and we have people and things and circumstances that are always seem to be after us. So how do, how do we handle that? Well, David was okay. Why? His relationship with God. So what does a relationship with God really look like? You know, we talk about this all the time, and we talk about how can we have this relationship with God, and, and what will it really look like? And guess what? There's no little formula. Would that be nice if we could just do what's well, If you do step one, step two, step three, and then it'll be all work. It doesn't work that way, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way in my life. It doesn't work that way in yours. And my relationship with God is totally different from yours. All of our relationships are different. Frankly, even our spousal relationships, if you're married or if or your best friend, the relationship you have with them is different from the relationship they have with you. What do you mean? How could that be? Well, because we both have different views and different outlooks, and they're still our best friend. It's just they're different. They're still our spouse. They're different. Everything works out just fine. But we just have to understand that God is with us in that relationship we continue to work on all the time. Well, guess what? David knew his strength was from the Lord. Do we know that our strength is from the Lord? Do we? If we don't, we need to work on that, don't we? See, we need to make sure that our strength comes from him. He wanted to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He wanted to always dwell in the house of the Lord. He wanted to stay there all the time. Think about your house. You stay there, you play there, you eat there, sleep there, you, you work there sometimes. You do everything in your house. If a burglar comes and robs you, all of a sudden they've robbed what? Your personal space. They've come to your safe space. We always want to think of our houses as being the safe space. Unfortunately for many people, it's not a safe place, both emotionally, physically. They're worried that someone may come in. If you live in a neighborhood that's not desirable, you're worried that people are always going to try to break in or try to get you or hurt you. If you live in a house that's what I call toxic, the relationships are not always good, you're always worried about someone picking at you or getting after you. These are tough days. We don't like that. That's a, a bad feeling. That's a feeling that we're not sure about. We're not sure how to handle that. Think about God's house. It's one of the bad things about there's been some shootings in some, some churches and, that, and, and the one place we always want to feel safe is when we go to church. And so most churches now have put into place things to try to keep it safe. But some people come to church and they still don't feel safe and it has nothing to do with the physical danger. They're worried that they might be looked down upon or that they might not fit in or they might sit in somebody's seat or they might do the, or they might say the wrong thing or do the wrong wrong thing or or they'll 
single them out and make them feel uncomfortable or ask them to read or pray out loud or ask them to do something. Things happen in our lives that make us feel uncomfortable, even in church. Church should be that house. David said, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord. I want to be there because that's where I feel good. I feel safe. He is there for me no matter what. What a glorious thought that would be is to always have him there because Jesus provides for our needs, our love, our grace, our mercy, everything about us, he provides for us. Wouldn't it be nice to always understand that and to always know that he's there? We're protected in his home. He should, we should feel like when all the forces on the outside are crushing in on us and coming down on us, we should feel comfortable at the house of the Lord. That would make us understand. It would give us protection and strength. We as human beings try to manufacture ways to take care of things. We make decisions and fix problems and all that. Men especially, guys, I'm going to pick on us because we want to fix it. No matter what's going on, we want to fix it. And, and if we can't fix it, then we get all bent out of shape and, and feel uncomfortable and feel like we're inadequate and feel like we're not what we're supposed to be. Well, guess what? What we need to do is trust the Lord. Many times we try to fix problems and do things without consulting the one that really has the answers. I have no control over COVID. I have zero control over what people think of me. Other than I have to be, don't be a jerk. I mean, you, you know, I shouldn't be a jerk. But I mean, if I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do and I'm doing everything, I have no control whether they do. I have to put those things in God's hands. I have to put this COVID stuff in God's hands. I, we all are afraid of it. Let's face it. We all got, I didn't go to the Sons of Jubilee retreat this weekend. We were supposed to have a retreat Thursday and Friday. I didn't go this weekend because we were kind of shut down. And so I went, maybe I, I, you know, what if I have it? I don't think I do. I don't have any symptoms. I haven't done anything. I've texted negative twice. I mean, I'm, I'm okay, I'm sure. But the outside chance that amongst all those 400 guys, I was going to pass it on, I, I, that made me nervous. And so I didn't go. And I think God had that worked out too because then my friends, one of my best friends, mom passed away. The lady that passed away was my mom's very best friend in life. And so I wanted to go to that funeral and I would not have been able to go. And um, and frankly, if we hadn't shut down the church, I probably would not have been able to go. So God, God takes care of things even when we don't understand it. We need, to understand, we need to trust him to take care of things and not try to fix everything ourselves. We are fixers. We try to do it in our own strength and then wonder why we're so stressed out all the time and wonder why things don't go right. We think we have all the great solutions and have all the answers. But guess what? We don't. Sometimes we just hide and hope it goes away. Yeah, I've done that a lot. It's interesting how that happens. We we um, we usually does it when you come out of hiding. It's usually still there, even after you've gone and hidden, and it's just, you're still having to deal with it. We need to lay our difficulties, our situations, at the feet of Jesus. You know, that's so easy to say. I say it all the time, and I don't even want to try it, but I keep going back and picking it up. I may lay it at his feet. 
But then I sneak back and grab it back again. I keep trying to do it anyway. We say we trust Jesus, but then we don't. We try. We, we, then we start trying to tell him how to take care of it. <laughs> That's my thing. Lord, let me tell you how to handle this COVID stuff. I've got the answer. You just wipe it out. Be gone. Let's be over this. And he'll say, well, what did you learn through that? Learn that you can trust you to do that. Yeah, but that's not my plan. I like my plan better. Do we really? <laughs> you see, I've learned so much during this time. And I've stressed out a lot during this time. But I also know that he tells me he will take care of things. And if I lay it at his feet, he has it covered. If I will trust him, he has it covered. David wrote this psalm. He trusted the Lord to take care of these things. When my children would fight, I would get in the middle of it and try to fix it. Most of the times it made it worse. I would be in the middle. They would both be mad at me and nothing would get resolved. When I let them work things out and gave up those things, I found things went better. Group dynamics, especially in churches or in any organization you work in. When, when you have conflicts, you have to be very careful about mediating those conflicts. Many times, if you give them tasks to do together where they can't focus on their conflict, they have to focus on getting the task done, things work out so much better. You see, we want to take care of conflicts ourselves and we want to mediate, we want to do this. When many things can be taken care of if they'll just put their focus somewhere else. Most problems in most churches become when the church becomes inner, looking at itself inwardly instead of outwardly. When we are looking at only our inward selves, we have many, many more problems. You do too. We all do. Because we, if we are self-focused all the time, that's all we see is what's happening to me, what's good for me, what's happening to these. And all of a sudden, things don't go well. You see, we as human beings need purpose. David had a purpose. He was king. He was a mighty warrior. He did all those things. When he let his mind go away from what he was supposed to be, what his purpose really was, and was focused, he got himself in trouble. We know the stories. You know the stories. I know what happens to me. If I focus on me too much, I get myself in trouble. I can't do that. I've got to focus on what? Other people, on other things, on what the Lord would have me to do. We all need a purpose. When your child is doing nothing but focusing on me, 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 you're going to have all kinds of issues. When we as spouses focus on me, 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 what's good for me, what's good for me, we're going to have issues. We need to be always looking to others. Look at how can we minister to others? How can we work this? What does God have in store for me? What is my purpose? What is God's, what is God's purpose for my life? It's surely not to sit around and mope. It's surely not to sit around and do nothing. Our purpose, we have a purpose to get out and do things. And what is it? When we're sad and we go through a time of grief, we're going to have to deal with that grief. All of us go through times of grief. Everybody. Is grief bad? No. We have to work ourselves through it. We have to go through it. It is something that we have to, will it come back? Yes, it will. 
You lose a loved one, folks, it's going to pop up when you least expect it. You'll be driving down the road and all of a sudden in tears. You go, why am I crying? You'll be doing this thing and all of a sudden it'll just hit you. You'll watch a Hallmark movie and cry through the whole thing. You'll watch a t an advertisement and just burst out. Why? Because the grief isn't quite through yet. You're still working on it. Do we ever get all the way through it? I don't know. I lost my mom in 92. That's a lot of years ago. A long time ago. Every once in a while, it washes over me like crazy. I miss my mom. I shouldn't be doing that after all this time. Well, yeah. She was your mom. Days like today, when, when, when she lost her best friend, um, when her best friend just passed away, made me think more mom. I, I, I understand. It's It's tough. Grief is something we have to go through, but it's some of those things that we have to understand that God will take care of us. And when I get in those things, I have to start looking outward. How can I help someone else? How can I move? my? What is my purpose for this time? People will forsake me. Others will not always understand what you're going through. They're going to, Christ does though. You know, other body does not going to understand what you're doing and what you're dealing with. I don't have a clue. Because everybody deals with it differently. It affects them differently. Some people, COVID, who cares? Boom, done. No big deal. Other people, it is a devastating and debilitating fear that has just gripped them. We have to help understand that and help work through that. Christ does. He knows exactly what you need. He understands that no, what no one else does. Then he tells us to do the thing I hate the most, Makes me mad when you wait on the Lord. Wait, I don't like to wait. I want my stuff now. I want the answers now. I want things fixed now. I want it done. I don't want to wait on the Lord to fix COVID. I want him to fix it now. Wait on the Lord. We don't like it. We're impatient. We want stuff just to go away. We want to get through our grief now. We want to be over with everything now. We want it all done. But we'll take it and we'll try to will it into being or we'll try to make the problem fix itself, make them go away, or we'll just ignore them or we'll just break it. We want to fix it like it's a broken toy and we can't. Broken hearts and troubles don't just go away. We have to let God work in and through us. Our faith has to keep developing Folks, if your faith is not built, that's why we wanted children to accept Christ at a young age so they could develop their faith all through their lives. Those that have come to Christ at a later life miss out on a lot of growth and they have to kind of work it quicker. And a lot of them do. A lot of them, boom, 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 they grow really quickly. But, you know, we have a lifetime faith. I, I love these, our, our, our senior saints, us senior saints now, uh, that have known Christ all their lives and their faith is just so strong. It just like, it seems like nothing phases them. They just kind of go through them and they, get, and they look at you like, God's got this. Yes, he does. How does our faith continue? Because we continue to work on it and go and, and develop it. We've had a tough time. We've had a tough year. We have tough things going on in our lives. It's hard. But we've got to do it. The message tells us this. I'm sure now I'll see God's goodness with exuberance earth. Stay with God. Take heart. Don't quit. I'll say it again. Stay with God. Wait on the Lord. Be strong. Take heart. 
Let it know. Don't quit. Keep going. Even when things seem like they're never going to happen, keep going. Let him take care of you. We may have losses in our lives. We may have things go wrong in our lives. But God's got us. He really does. He promises. His word is telling us, take heart. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Hang in with me. Lay it at my feet. Let me take care of it for you. Trust me. Our God loves us that much. What a glorious God we serve. He is amazing. I want everyone to experience that. If you've never received Christ as your Savior, this is your chance. Read his word. Study it. Know what Jesus did for you. He died for you so that you can live. He rose from the dead so that we can have life eternal with him. He's given us every path to not only just escape hell, but to also live abundantly and with him and through him. That's the God we serve. He's wonderful. He's glorious. Trust him. Follow him. Believe in him. He will make your way straight. He will take care of the bumpy roads. Will you still have bumpy roads? Absolutely. But he'll help you get through them. That's the God we serve. I pray that God will serve you and bless you during this time. Looking forward to seeing you on Wednesday, next Wednesday, next Sunday. Pray that God will bless you during this time. The Lord be with you and watch over you. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you for your word and what you've taught us. Open our hearts and lives to you. Let us live through you. Lord, just show us who we are. Show us how what our purpose is. Show us, Lord, what you would have us to do. Lord, be with those that are struggling. Give them healing. Give them comfort, give them strength. And you will get the honor and the glory because you are worthy of our worship and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in. We pray that God will bless you.